Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. The San Jose Sharks Audio Network is proud to present Sharks Instant Replay. Highlights from the most recent San Jose Sharks game. In front of a crowd of 17,562 fans at SAP Center at San Jose, the final score, the Boston Bruins 4 and the San Jose Sharks 2. Time now for our Instant Replay to tell you how the game went tonight at the Shark Tank. It didn't start off well for San Jose at all. 103 into the first period, the top line of Marchand, Pasternak, and Bergeron went to work, and it was Brad Marchand who ended up putting the Bruins in front 1-0. Off the faceoff, Bruins win the draw. Here's the guy that everybody loves to hate, Brad Marchand. Great hockey player. Makes the move on LeBanc, then he gets around the D. Walks in backhand shot. He scores! Brad Marchand moved around LeBanc, then he made the deke to the backhand on and he beats goaltender James Weimer at 103 of the first period to give the Bruins a stunning 1-0 lead. What an amazing goal it was for Marchand, his 12th of the season, assisted by Charlie McAvoy and Patrice Bergeron. I think those are maybe the easiest assists of their careers yeah. because that was all him. Not only did he make the move on LeBanc, Ferraro was also there, and then Harrington came over to try to do the right thing, but he just made a brilliant juke to the backhand, and, and James yeah. Weimer just was befuddled as it went in. Yeah, it was just a beautiful individual goal by a very highly skilled um, guy. You, 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 you described it perfectly as far as the fact that it's, a, it's the guy that people love to hate, but one of the reasons you, you hate him when he plays for the Boston Bruins is not only is he a pain in the rear end and, he, and really irritating guy on the ice, he's highly skilled and scores goals against you. He's, he's, and he's clutch. But you have to tip your hat to that guy. I mean, he is a heck of a hockey player. So, Marchand made it 1-0, 103 into the game, and the woes continued for the Sharks at 532 when Craig Smith would get one for Boston. Off the faceoff now, play in the neutral zone. Matt Greslick drops it back. And knocked free by McAvoy. Lead on the left wing side for Coyle. It's poked off his stick, but grabbing it, Craig Smith walks and shoots and scores! Craig Smith grabbed the puck on a broken play, walked to the middle of the hash mark, and decided to go up top with a wrist shot that beat Reimer high to the glove side at 532 of the first. It is 2-0 Boston, and Craig Smith will get credit for the goal, his second of the season. That was at 532 of the first period. Bruins were already up 2-0. Smith second. Nick Foligno and Charlie Coyle got the assist as Foligno got a piece of the puck on that broken play. San Jose would get some energy back at 6.57 of the game when Logan Couture, who hadn't scored a goal in 11 games, got his stick down in the slot and was the beneficiary of a beautiful pass from Alexander Barabanov. 
Now it comes across the ice, and Logan Couture defends on the play, drips it back to the defense. A lead on the right now goes to Barabanov. He moves into the territory against Carmel, throws in front, tipped in front, score! Captain Logan Couture goes down the center lane as Barabanov delays a little bit, sets up the space, and Logan Couture ends an 11-game goalless drought with a big goal to put the Sharks on the board with 13.03 left in the first. It's the Bruins 2, the Sharks 1. That was a huge, huge play for the Sharks' psyche as Couture gets his 15th. Barabanov delayed, 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 and was able to hold on to the puck with men on him. That was really a nice exposition of holding on to the puck and controlling it. He got one assist, Mark Edward Vlasic the other. And how about this? Both Barabanov and Vlasic have four-game point scoring streaks. Wow. I didn't know that. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, Vlasic's well, got a goal and three assists. It's for Mark to do that. And Barabanov has two goals and two assists. He has really raised his level oh, of play. His his game this year is so different from last year. He really has. And even over the last month, he's really raised his level of play. Hangs on to the puck more. Makes plays more. He's able to get... He'll he'll take the puck from the blue line down deep and then make his, his delay move. Been much better. So, at the end of one, it was 2-1 in favor of Boston. You know it's always a tough, tough go to come back against the Bruins. And when you have a goaltender like Linus Olmark this season, it's even tougher. Olmark made a pretty big save on Matt Nieto in the second period to keep the score 2-1. Nieto's out there, goes to Carlson, back for Nieto, tips one on that save made by Olmark. What an exchange with Nieto and Eric Carlson. Long distance, they were 40 feet away, and Nieto poked that return pass right on net. That was a terrific save by Olmark. That really was a spectacular save, and Olmark made a whole bunch more that you're going to hear. But that was an underrated one because Eric Carlson put a hard pass 40 feet right on the tape, and Matt Nieto made good on it by getting a good chance on net. Eric Carlson sees the ice so well, and knows, you know, the thing about Eric, knows when he has to put that zip on it and then knows when he has to lay it off a little bit. He, he reminds me of a really good quarterback who, who can fire the ball in when he has to and then... It's got some touch as well. Or maybe Willie Moscone at the pool table, knowing when you yeah. have to hit one hard and know when you got to go a little softer, yeah, a little toward, softer toward, exactly. the, yeah. toward the cue. Well, that play was a really good save by Olmark, and it kept the score 2-1. to one. But the Sharks continue to persevere in the second period, and Mario Ferraro would get credit for a goal to tie things up. Nieto, nice puck protection there. Cuts behind the net, sends back to the point. Benning left side, cross ice. Ferraro the shot, tip score! Lawrence was in the slot. The puck looked like it glanced off the mask of the goaltender, Olmark, and went top shelf. But that shot from the point was a beauty, and San Jose has tied this game 2-2. With 5.05 left in the second period, the shot from the right point by Mario Ferraro. Ferraro gets his second goal of the season, and it didn't go off of Olmark's mask. That was kind of an optical illusion from my angle. It actually went off the back of defenseman Hampus Lindholm, and it just missed the mask and went to the top part of the net. Ferraro's second from Matt Benning and Matt Nieto, making the score 2-2. And Matt Benning now has a four-game assist streak. Yeah, that's why the, the Sharks are one of the top scoring Ds in the National Hockey League. Everybody number one. Started, yeah, number one, they started getting involved. Everybody's getting involved. But the one thing about that goal and the reason that you you tell guys to get to the front of the net, Lawrence and, and Lindholm were wrestling for position, trying to get in the right position, and Lindholm gets turned around, and you can get collateral damage goals in that regard. 
The Sharks were 0 for 3 on the power play in the first half of the game, and then Boston finally got their first power play chance when Matt Benning took a two-minute holding call that correspondingly went along with roughing penalties on Jonah Gadjevich and Nick Foligno for the Sharks and the Bruins. But it was during that power play that the Boston PP woke up. They were ranked number four in the NHL at 27.5%, and on their first chance, David Pasternak would score a beauty. Bruins throw it around. McAvoy on the point. Exchanges. Now Berger on the shot. There's a good block again by the Sharks' Ferraro. Marchand top of the right circle, holding the puck. He's got a goal tonight. Throws it across the seam. Could be trouble. Pasternak shoots. Score! You give Pasternak a space like that, and he's going to let one go. That is a beautiful shot by David Pasternak. And so it's a power play goal for Boston. And the Bruins lead 3-2 with 3.15 left in the second. David Pasternak is a surgeon when he shoots that puck, and that was a great example of that. That was his 28th goal of the season, and it was his 11th goal on the power play, which puts him in the top four in the NHL in that department. Brad Marchand and Charlie McAvoy got the assists at 16.45 of the second period. That proved to be the game-winning goal, and it was on the power play. We had another situation, though, early in the third when the Sharks had an apparent goal against them. That was a Lindholm shot the point, but San Jose, as they did last night in Anaheim, challenged the goal for offside, and this time it was apparent that the Bruins were ahead of the play, and so a successful challenge for the Sharks. That goal was an offside goal. Unfortunately, though, the power of Pasternak, Bergeron, <laughs> and Marchand continued in the third period, and it became yeah. very apparent that they were an elite line in the NHL. At the nine-minute mark of the third, Pasternak would get his second of the night, and that would finish things off with the scoring. Here's trouble. Turnover by the Sharks. Here comes Marchand down the left for Boston. In with Pasternak. They kind of crisscross. The Sharks get back defensively. Pasternak stiff, stick lifted there by Ferraro. But the Bruins put two men in there. Marchand in front. Oh, no! Pasternak, empty net, score! Tic-tac-toe. The top line for Boston comes through like gangbusters. As it looked like Ferraro had stopped the Bruins back behind the net with Pasternak. But Pasternak just got a little piece of the puck. And Marchand and Bergeron set up. Pasternak walked behind the net and had an open net to shoot at after that Bergeron pass. That was just spectacular by Boston. 11 minutes to play. Bruins lead 4-2. Second goal of the game, 29th of the season for David Pasternak. Patrice Bergeron and uh, Brad Marchand assisted. And I want to add one thing about Patrice Bergeron with those two assists tonight. He moved ahead of Phil Esposito on the all-time Boston point-scoring list into sole possession of third place in Bruins history. He now has 1,014 points in his Bruins career, third all-time, and he's right behind two pretty good hockey players, Johnny Busick and Phil Esposito, of course, just passed tonight. But Johnny Busick and Raymond Bork are two and one in history of Boston hockey in terms of scoring points. Well, that was a phenomenal assist. It was great work by Pasternak, and again, it was an ex exhibition of the hard-working, skilled guys. It, skill's not much use to you if you don't work hard. And Pasternak worked hard behind the net to get the puck. Then, then it goes out to Bergeron, Marchand to Bergeron, to Bergeron. They had to have done that before. He, he didn't even look, and he already knew where Pasternak was going to be, and bang, it was an empty netter. But it was a gorgeous goal exhibited by just the F, the the chemistry those three guys have. It's, it's absolutely amazing to watch them. 
And so Pasternak gets his 29th from Bergeron and Marchand at nine minutes to make the final score. The Bruins four and the Sharks two. Oh, the Sharks didn't stop working at that point. There was still 11 minutes to play, and that's another credit to David Quinn's hockey team. They just put their noses to the grindstone. They kept at it. They had some really good chances, but unfortunately, that's where Lemus Olmark came in with some pretty nice goals, so that basically took away the wind out of the Sharks' sails. But don't say the Sharks didn't try. Don't forget that Eric Carlson had a 14-game point-scoring streak on the line, which is an all-time Sharks record and a personal best for him. And there were a couple of chances near the end with goaltender Ryan pulled in which the Sharks had an opportunity but before the goalie got pulled Olmark during a Sharks power play with Nick Felino in the box for tripping made another pretty big stop. Couture is going to win the draw. Meyer slaps it to the point. Carlson throws through the front of the net. Backhand shot. What a glove save. An amazing glove stop by Linus Olmark with 6.42 to play in the third after the Sharks did absolutely everything right to get things going on the power play. Yeah, they sure did. That was a Logan Couture backhand chance there that did not tie the score. And then in the final seconds, it was 1.1 seconds remaining in the game. One last faceoff. Eric Carlson on the ice. The only thing really to play for at this point, because you're not going to score two goals in 1.1 second, is to try to keep EK65's point scoring streak alive. And wouldn't you know it? It almost happened. Here's Carlson, throws in front, there's a shot at the horn, a save by Umark off Logan Couture as EK65 made an amazing bid in the final 1.1 seconds to keep his streak going. But Umark made a huge save, and that makes the final score, the Bruins 4 and the Sharks 2. It was a sellout crowd of 17,562 fans, and that was entertainment, I'll tell you. It really was. It was a well-played hockey game. That was incredible at the end, though, because we were... I was already speaking the eulogy of the point streak dying, and <laughs> bang, bang, and and Olmark makes another save. It was really well executed by the Sharks, but it was a good hockey game. It was a fun hockey game to watch. I was, I was enthusiastic about the way the Sharks picked up their game. It down two nothing. They didn't fold the tents. They didn't. They didn't think. Oh, we played last night. We traveled. This is the number one team, and they played hard. And like, and as you said, Danny, and I think it's a point that you need to bring up. David Quinn's team this year on some tough nights have never quit. They work. They continue to work, and I'm going to give them that. And I know what you're thinking. Right? Well, Drew, they should. They, I mean, it's they're professional hockey players, but sometimes you know human nature gets to you. But this team still. Rages against the dying of the light, and I, I, I think that's a good quality to have. And you got to hand it to their coaching staff that hey, they keep the guys interested. You got to hand it to the players too, yeah, yeah, because they yeah. have pride and they're showing it each and every night. Yep. Final score: Bruins four, Sharks two. San Jose falls back to twelve twenty one and eight. They have thirty two points. The Bruins have been on a roll all season. They're 31-4-4. Jim Montgomery's team, the best record in the NHL with 66 points. They're 12-4-1 on the road, which is not at the top, but it's really outstanding. And since December the 9th, the Bruins have, in 13 games, gone 10-0-3 without a regulation loss in that span. That's it for the Sharks Instant Replay from SAP Center. This has been a presentation of the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.